Now for a very difficult and somewhat sensitive subject is to what happens with babies and young children when they die. So when we discuss the age of accountability, we often lose fact that children, no matter how young, uh, are they innocent in the sense of being sinless. The Bible tells us that even if an infant or a child has not committed a personal sin, all people, including infants and children, are guilty before God because of inherited and imputed sin. So in Psalms 51 verse 5, David wrote, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time of my mother conceived me. David recognized that even at conception, he was a sinner. He had inherited sin from his parents and it was imputed sin through Adam. Now the, the sad fact that infants sometimes die demonstrates that even they are impacted by Adam's sin. Now since physical and spiritual death were both the results of Adam's original sin, each person, infant or adult, stands guilty before God. That's the sad tragedy. That's what sin is. That's what sin does. It separates us from God. Each person has offended the holiness of God. And the only way God can be just and at the same time declare a person righteous is for the person to have received forgiveness by faith in Christ. Now, Christ is the only way. In John chapter 14, verse 6 records Jesus' words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Also, Peter teaches the exclusive path to salvation, stating in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So what about babies and young children who are unable to make an individual choice or accept or reject Christ? Well, we believe they are covered by God's grace. So when a child is very young, he cannot understand the gospel and he is not held accountable for what he is incapable of knowing. As a child matures, his intellect grows and he is better able to understand the concept of God, Jesus, and the need for salvation. The point at which a child is capable of understanding the gospel and therefore held accountable for it is what we call the age of accountability. Now, those who die before reaching the age of accountability are automatically, would believe, is saved by God's grace and mercy. So 13 years old is, well, most common age given for the age of accountability based on Jewish customs that a child becomes an adult at the age of 13. However, the Bible gives no direct support for the age of 13, always being the age of accountability. So it likely varies from child to child once a child is capable of making a faith decision for or against Christ. He has passed the age of accountability. Now, with the above in mind and to consider this, Christ's death is presented as sufficient for all of mankind. Let me see in 1 
John chapter 2 verse 2 says Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only our sins but for the sins of the world and Jesus death was sufficient for us the fact that Christ's death was sufficient for all sin would allow the possibility of God's applying that payment to those who never were capable of believing. Now, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 21 to 23 is one passage that seems to address this topic better than any other. The context of this verses is that King David committed adultery with Bathsheba and with a resulting pregnancy. And the prophet Nathan was sent by the Lord to inform David that because of David's sin, the child would die. David responded to the news by grieving and mourning and and praying for the child. But once the child passed away, David's mourning ended and David's servants were surprised to hear this. They said to him, why are you acting in this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept. But now that the child is uh, dead, you get up and eat? In verse 21, David's response was, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. This is verses 22 to 23. So David's response indicates that those who cannot believe are safe in the Lord. David said that he could go to the child and this comforted David. David seemed to be saying that he would see the child again in heaven, though he could not bring him back. So although it is, the, it is possible that God applies Christ's payment of faith for, for sin for those who cannot believe. The Bible does not specify or say that it does or he does this. And therefore, this is a subject about which we should not be so legalistic about or understand, uh, pretend to understand it in its full entirety and, and give an exhaustive answer to it. God's applying Christ's death to those who cannot believe would seem consistent with his mercy and grace. It is our position that God applies Christ's payment for sin to young children and those who are mentally handicapped since they are not capable of understanding their sinful state and their need for the Savior. So in any case of this, we are certain that God is loving, holy, merciful, just, and gracious. Whatever he does, he always does the right thing that is good for us.